What is up, crew? Welcome to Better Coverage, episode 26. Today we recap week three of the NFL season, go over the latest COVID news for the Steelers-Titans game, fix some errors that we made in the last podcast, then we immediately make some more. No idea why I just talked like that, but we also give everyone the latest update on my lost iPad. The adventure finally concludes. And obviously, we go through every NFL Week 4 game, and then Theo and I align on our favorite five plays for the week. So stick around for that and much, much more. Remember, give us a five-star review, and visit us on Twitter at Better Coverage. Check out our website at bettercoverage.com for even more picks and analysis. All right, let's get into it. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hello? Yo. Sounds like you're in a airport or like in traffic. In an airport? A lot, a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback. Sounds like you're more constructive a- with your feedback. Sounds like you're at a construction zone. At a construction zone? Yeah. You remember how you used to send me Snapchats of updates on construction all the time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was very into that series. That's better. Yeah, much better. How's the construction going? Did they ever make that building? Dude, it's finished. It's sick. Yeah, I haven't got any updates lately. I thought I would get the final product. No, I actually don't know because I haven't been over there in like a year because, you know, you just don't have to. Yeah. Well, if you get over there, let me know. Very curious. Welcome to Better Coverage, episode 26. I got nothing good for 26. You got anything? Kyle Korver. Who? Kyle Kyle Korver. Legend. I said I don't have anything good and your reaction is (laughs) the legend Kyle Korver. Um, (laughs) Saquon Barkley, but we don't want to mention that for our episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot off the press, COVID. It's like I don't. I've never had crabs, but apparently they always come back. Isn't that's what COVID feels like? It's just right when we thought we were out of it. Here, it's back again. I mean, I, I think everybody knew the risk and things like that. And I, I think that's like probably the one thing I want to mention about it because you and I are both in like a ton of pools, a ton of. Fantasy you, leagues, well, you, you, you mentioned this at the beginning of all this. It's it's like you know what we, you signed we, up for, right? So to and to establish rules beforehand, like, but you have to be flexible. You don't know how this is going to change. So it's like exactly figure it out it as it goes, it and then and then ask everyone what their opinion is. Right. Uh, so yeah, Titans Steelers postpone. What's the latest? I haven't read anything this morning. Yeah. So there was an additional two people that tested positive this morning. So that brought the total to, I think, 11. Um, So I think because of that, um, they basically just can't have anybody in the building and stuff leading up to the game. So I think they basically took like a Monday, Tuesday game off the table and then basically said, we'll see, but they'll have a plan shortly, apparently. Um, One of the things I was looking at, I was like, man, that'd be crazy if they had the same bye week, but they don't. Are they um, a week off? They're a week off. I, I don't think anything's off the table. I, I think they're probably going to do their best to 
at minimum complete the season in week 18. Um, But I think if at all possible, they're, they're going to try to figure something out. If nothing's off the table, let's do a week seven doubleheader. Oh my God. I think that is off the table. (laughs) Just keep the ambulance right on the Yeah. Like that, that show would be over quick. All right. Um, what else? Cover crew? You think that's what we're going with? I like it. Cover crew. It's the best we got. Got some nice alliteration, so we're going to call you guys the crew crew for now. The crew. Probably just say the crew most of the time, but you guys know the crew. Uh, So last episode at the beginning, I I fixed a few errors. I played some things from from last time that we called out on. So I'm going to continue that this week. Um, Did you you go through and re-listen to your, your analysis on the Washington football team? Um, I did at one point, but I, I cannot remember everything right now. So you had very thorough analysis. It was great. We were both on the Washington football team. You were talking about how teams that are 0-2. Oh, yeah. Uh, what they, you know. And uh, there, there was one main, main problem with your argument. Why would you answer that question? Because the question is, the radical left, will you shut up, man? Well, it's a little late now. The wackadoos had already had a win. You are correct. <laughs> Wackadoos had beat the Eagles in week one. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, and also just I wanted to get an update. Do you have an update on the, the no-show guy who didn't submit his picks in week one? We need to follow up and figure out, like, how he's doing in the contest and how he's doing no, in life. No update. I, I should look. I mean, to be honest, here's the thing. <laughs> the, the standings are hard enough to find our own Dude, records. We've been we've been rambling about these websites for I don't even know how you know what place we're in. I see where I'm it, at. It is not the easy. It takes <laughs> me a long time to figure out. Um, that there's a whole slew of problems, but yeah, we we could get some web developers on the scene. The only way for yeah. me to log into to the super contest website to make my picks, I have to log out and then log back in and then the picks appear. If I don't right. log out, there's nowhere to find where the picks are. Yeah, it's a separate link, which is, you know, makes a lot of sense. Whew, man. Final update from me. So I told you last time I was going to Vegas, you know, specifically to get my iPad because it was basically cheaper, but also got to watch some Sunday football. Update on the iPad, did find it, but classic scenario where like I woke up in plenty of time, was just diddle-daddling around the hotel, leave probably way too late, get to the airport. I didn't look up where the Boston Pound was. Why would you get it on the way back? Because they're closed on Saturday, and that's when I flew in. What? Yeah, right. So I get to Terminal 1, and then I'm like, oh, I should probably look up where it is. It's at Terminal 3. So I had to get on a shuttle that went all the way around back to Terminal 1, and then once I'm there, I can't find the place. So I'm like, I've, I've lost the lost and found, which is just like the most ironic situation possible. I could not yeah. find the lost and found. I can imagine it looks like a closet. Oh, it was literally, I thought the opposite. I thought it was going to be like, not nice, but like a kind of office. But it was a one <laughs> lady with just like a closet behind her. Yep. Also, well, as I got my iPad, it's been there for 20 to 25 days. And still got juice. It, still got juice. 55%. Nice. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was like, what? Like back in the All day. Right. Shout out to Apple. Your cell phone would get like 20 minutes. Now we got like months of months of juice. Um, and then when I was watching those games, just before you get into the, the recap, it was one of those situations that it happens here and there, but 
I was watching all – I had four games in play during the afternoon, and I was like – I was winning all of them going into the fourth quarter, but I wasn't super confident. Obviously, this is a situation you want to be in. What we keep saying is, like, just get yourself in scenarios where you can win, and that's where I was at. But I was like, still it's going into the fourth quarter. And then there was one of those situations I was texting you. There was like a one-minute swing where everything changed, and I was like, I might lose every game. Yeah. That, that is exactly what happened. Like, not just our picks, but, like, all picks. Everything. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is, like, an uneasy feeling. Like, everything's too perfect right now. But ended up being okay. And finally, Metcalf dropped TD. Just want to get your opinions on that. This is, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to say besides it's totally unacceptable. It keeps um, happening. Uh, I mean, it's just laziness. This is – a lack of focus. And this wasn't a scenario where the guy was like chasing him from a fall. Like you got to know the guy's next to you. You just caught the ball. Yeah. The the way it happened, I think was even worse because I agree with that. Like, it's not like he, you know, had like 10 yards on the guy. Like it had just happened. <laughs> and I like the only thing I can think of is he thought he already crossed the Passed. line. Yeah. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Depth perception, man. Some people don't have it. But if you're wide receiver, you'd assume you would. So Metcalf drops the TD, but we don't drop the ball. We had a nice week. It was pretty good. I'm yeah, not good. It's good now that I'm disappointed in a three and two week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So week three recap. Um, all of our picks went three and two. So that puts you overall at ten and five, which is tied for fifty fifth. Uh, which is 67% against the spread. Uh, my pick, as well as our combined better coverage pick, are both nine and six, tied for 171st or 60%. Um, so we're still, you know, in a good position. I think um, overall, like I've felt really good about all the picks so far, despite um, being nine and six, ten and five. Like I, I feel um, for the most part that almost all of them were on the right side of things for sure follow us on social media at better coverage on twitter check out our website we'll have an article with all our picks for week four give us a five-star review and let's talk a little bit more about week three season to date favorites are 22 25 and one against the spread um so that's all right compared to – I don't think there's anything too much to take away from that. But home teams, 24-23-1 against the spread. So clearly this this home field advantage situation that we've been talking about, it, it it's pretty clear that away teams are moving the ball a lot easier. And along with what I just said, away teams scoring more easily, over-unders are 29-19 and 19 to the over. Um, there's averaging 50 to 51 points per game. So just something to continue to keep an eye on. I don't really think I want to bet on any unders anytime soon. What do you think, Theo? I'd agree for the most part. Um, I think there's still a couple situations where it could make sense. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I, I know this is like some analysis we've done historically is just the league trending yep. in a direction in which there are more points per game. Um, so we, we've proven that's been the case, like over the past five, 10 years in, in comparison to previous years. So it, it makes sense. I, I do think, uh, the totals are probably going to climb more and more. It's not like, 
Vegas is just gonna sit back give out free money. money. Yeah. yeah. That's what one thing to watch. These these totals are just gonna go up and up. So at a certain point it's gonna be valuable or to the advantageous to take the under. Some actual highlights. Dolphins kick things off Thursday night with a dominant 31-13 win over the Jaguars. Bills looked like they had the blowout of the day secured, going up 28-3 against the Rams, but then LA scored 29 straight points to take the lead. But Josh Allen converted a third and 22 and then threw an incomplete pass on fourth and nine. I was going to say, Theo, one word. Was it pass interference? No. <laughs> okay. 49ers came in with a long <laughs> list of injuries. The Giants were the ones who left hurting. San Fran destroyed New York 36-9. Goskowski apparently knows how to kick again, making six field goals on Sunday. His final one was a 55-yarder to secure a 31-30 victory for the Titans. Titans are 3-0, while the Vikings are a very surprising 0-3. Washington football team are winning with 10 minutes left, but Dwayne Haskins turned the ball over two times in the fourth quarter. Watson and the Texans took a 21-20 lead into the fourth quarter. But Bill O'Brien's team completely shut down the second half. Steelers win 28-21. Belichick and the Patriots bounce back after a loss and beat the Raiders 36-20. Falcons do it again for the second straight week. Atlanta had a 95% win probability in the fourth quarter and somehow lose the game. Bengals, Eagles tie 23-23 with neither team being able to score a single point in overtime. Jets do their thing, losing 36-7 to the Colts. Sam Darnold throws three interceptions, two of which return for a touchdown. Buccaneers crush back Broncos 28-10. Lions pull off one of the day's biggest upsets, upsets being the Cardinals 26-23 on a last-second field goal. Panthers have the other big upset for Sunday, easily being the Chargers 21-16. Seahawks win an insane game 38-31. Prayers go out to anyone that has Cowboys plus five. Aaron Rodgers continues to look unstoppable. Drew Brees continues to worry Saints fans as Packers win a shootout. 37-30, and finally, Mahomes dominates Monday night in a surprising 34-20 win over the Ravens. Lamar is now 0-6 from trailing at halftime. Whew, that's it. What are your takeaways this time? Last time it was the Buccaneers. <laughs> you don't like how Buccaneers is spelled. And what was your other one? Uh, Big Ben's a lazy nickname. Big Ben's a lazy nickname. <laughs> yeah, anything Anything here? Um, no, nothing along those lines. I think uh, – Football-wise, I think um, it's pretty crazy that the Giants, who are 0-3 and have scored 38 points, are one game back from first place. Yep. Uh, so the NFC East is an absolute disaster right now. Um, I think between the Seahawks and the Packers, um, they are both starting to prove that with their leading quarterbacks, they can basically compete with anybody in the NFL. And then the last one I would say um, for the Chiefs-Ravens game, I nope. mentioned this in terms of taking overs, take them early and often. Oh, and yeah. if you didn't take it early, you That's lost me. the over. I got it at 53 and a half. Most people got it upwards at 55, 55.5, and they lost. Um, so, again, I'll say it, say it over and over. If you're going to take the over, take it early. Yeah, that was one that I didn't sit well for me. It was just, I, I don't know. I just didn't place it for some reason. And then during the day Monday, I was like, I, I still like the over. But uh, yeah, did not hit. Take those overs early. Also on that game, if you're a Raisin, Raisins fan, not many people are fans of Raisins. Do you like Raisins? Absolutely not. Yeah, I didn't think so. But if you're a Ravens fan, uh, the Lamar situation has to be worrisome that I think he's like 23, 24 and 0 straight up when going into 
halftime with the lead, but when he's trailing at halftime, he's 0-6 straight up. It feels like he gets in these situations where, like, it just – he did not look like he was confident, and his team was only down, at, like, one or two scores. It's just, like, once things start going wrong, they just they just keep tumbling downhill. I, I don't know what it is. He just can't beat the good teams and then slaughters all the mediocre and bad teams. Yep. Let's see if that continues. Week four, Theodore Theories, they're back. Excuse me, Lisa, but I couldn't help it over here. You're a nerdly predicament. Maybe I can be of assistance with the dancing, the twisting, and the kung fu fighting. The theories are back. I mean, we've, we've kind of mentioned some, but True. It, it's a little bit more organized in fashion. Uh, so a couple of trends in play for week four. Uh, so similar to last week, teams that start 0-3 and are road dogs in week four cover 61.2% of the time. Uh, so teams in the situation for week four are the Jags, Chargers, Giants, Vikings, and Falcons. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, since I uh, screwed that up last week. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, 100% going to correct you. <laughs> Chargers are one and two. <laughs> I, I don't know why I pulled that. <laughs> I was, I, I purposely left it in. This was, it was a test. This worked out perfectly, yes. Chargers are yeah. one and two. Take them out. That that was the test on you. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I think I, I was looking at next week. Um, Double-digit favorites. Um, so they've covered 59.1% since 2013. Uh, so we've mentioned this a ton of times. But, hold on, uh, hold they, on. Jags are one and one and two as well. What the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on, let me see. Let me see who, the, te- who the teams that are 0 and 3 and are on the road. All right, so it's... Who, Giants, Vikings, <laughs> Falcons. Those are the ones. Those are the ones to yeah. look out for. You got to work hard to get your insights around here. You got to work. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep people on their toes. <laughs> um, Double-digit favorites is something we've been harping on for a long time at this point. Um, but basically, don't be afraid to stretch and take them. So they've been covering 59.1% of the time since 2013. Uh, we did tease some teasers last week, so I did want to get an understanding for teasing teams down six points, so getting six points in your favor. For double-digit favorites, they cover 72.2% of the time. So teams in this situation this week that I'm confident in are the Ravens and the Rams. Yeah, and those these, these teasing uh, – percentages are very high compared to only getting like i mean you only have to pay like minus 110 minus 120 juice so something to consider monday night favorites of seven or more since 2010 have been covering 57.1 percent of time since 2010 uh so this would be the packers similarly teasing monday night favorites of seven plus have been covering 74 percent of the time uh, so a little bit similar. So the Packers could fit into some teasing situations with the Ravens and Rams as well. Yep. Uh, Thursday night football home dogs are to be faded. Uh, so way favorites on Thursday night football cover 52.9% of the time since 2010. Uh, since 2017, it's been 56.2% of the time. So not a huge difference in terms of uh, the margin for this situation, but something of note and uh, to possibly uh, fade the Jets from this statistic. 
And then lastly, this came from you, but um, looking at teaser situations in which uh, there are favorites from 7.5 to 9. Uh, so if you do tease that down, utilizing the six points, uh, that basically moves it to 1.5 or three points. Um, so a field goal or less. In these situations, these teasers have covered 77% of the time since 2010 and 80% since 2017. Uh, so the team in this situation uh, would be the Bucks. Uh, so some potential teasing situations between Bucks, Packers, Ravens, and Rams. Yeah, so this this is a situation where I'm looking at it and I'm, uh, it's like math and it's hurting my brain when I'm trying to figure it out. But let, let me see if I can verbalize this in a way that makes sense. So the seven and a half to nine, the T's covered 77% of the time. I don't think that's necessarily the T's covered. I think the one team covered, right? You would need two teams that both Correct. are covered. So two teams that yes. are both covering 80% of the time, whatever that stat would be, you know? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So 80% of the time happens twice probability 50 percent equals something i don't know it basically it equals is. every time yeah still it's still a good percentage we good for thursday night football uh yeah let's do it what you doing in the club on a thursday cool thinking about those fade the jets that you just said uh thursday night football what a matchup broncos minus three versus jets can you imagine being a jets fan you have you're facing a fourth string quarterback traveling to the east coast this guy's on three days rest this guy's team is and your team is an underdog it was it's not at this point now they're minus one correct so this line has shifted drastically um and i think a big part of that was the news with the broncos that they were going to get a rookie quarterback to start against him brett ripping ripping in the Terran. that should if he does good that should be his (laughs) His slowest slogan. I think that's how you pronounce it. We'll see. Yeah. Good Either time. way, I'm bringing battles back. Battle the bottom of the barrel. It's an all right one. A lot of alliteration there. I was originally going to stay away from this game, but I started to change my mind. Um, I'm a Broncos guy. Got it. Um, so this is a situation where the line has now moved four points at this point. Um, and I know that historically for national games, which are Thursday night, Monday night, or Sunday night, they've moved more than two points. Typically have, I, I do not have the exact against the spread step, but definitely favor in terms of the team it shifts away from. Um, so a lot of that has been generated from new starting quarterback situation for the Broncos that um, we kind of talked about in like the early tips and things like that when there's like a big news story and in this case it's a quarterback um, it, it's probably moving too much um, so I like the Broncos here not for stats that were mentioned as far as like home dogs because they're actually not at this point um, but it's against a team that's 0-3 that has scored a league worst 12.3 points per game which translates into a league worst minus 57 point differential as they haven't been good on defense either. So yes, this is going to be a very ugly game between two pretty poor teams, but I'm going to take the Broncos, which is basically more of a bet on their defense and give the kid a chance. Yeah. You also convinced me just while you're talking through, because one thing we've mentioned 
in previous weeks is that coaching advantages are huge for Thursday night because it is that short week in preparation. So even though this is a new quarterback, I think that the, there's a massive coaching, coaching advantage for the Broncos. Um, so yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably take the Broncos too. Let's get into Sunday. Let's just keep it up. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. Ravens minus 13 versus Washington football situation. Total here is 51. Give me a pissed off Ravens team here. You went through all the stats about double digit favorites. Washington beat the Eagles in week one, but they haven't proven to do really anything too impressive since there. They did have a chance to beat the Browns. I, I, I take that back. Their defense has been impressive, but Haskins looks like a complete liability. I texted you on Sunday. This was before he threw two other picks. It was like right before it happened. It was one of those situations where I was like, this you just betting betting on Washington when you were watching their offensive plays, being a Bears fan, I've seen plenty of quarterbacks do this. It's like it's it's just a matter of time. Every pass looked risky and he looked uncomfortable and just it was like the Browns are gonna pick him off at at any time. So now he's gotta face the Ravens, one of the best defenses in the NFL that just got blown out on Monday night football. Um, Washington's also 31st in yards per play. They do have that great D line, but they've been struggling with some injuries. Chase Young and uh, another one other guy on their back seven looks like they're going to be out. So if that's the case, love the Ravens even more. Also, we saw how Washington struggled against Kyler, a mobile quarterback. Now you have another one in Lamar Jackson and Ravens can shut down your number one wide receiver. They're top 10 in yards per target versus opponents top receivers so if you take away terry mclaurin from haskins like what is he going to do give me the ravens um i'm betting against haskins i'm betting on this ravens pissed off team and i just think they have a chance anyway there's also going to be some deep balls available open for Hollywood brown who's been quiet so if he connects if lamar connects with him this could be even like a, a massive blowout yeah I'm, I'm with you i'm all over the ravens here i, I think you know, there's all the stats we could pull in the world offensively for the Ravens. Um, so I do expect them to come out strong. I, I think I previously mentioned this, but the only positive for the football team previously mentioned is Chase Young, who came out with a groin injury expected to be out for this game. Uh, the football team has seven turnovers through three games and expect that to essentially be continuous throughout the season the yeah, Ravens you, can't defense, convince, you can't typically predict turnovers but for this team I think you can yeah exactly uh the Ravens defense who's underlooked due to the offense has held held teams to 18.7 points per game through these three weeks which is translated in a point differential for plus 35 which is fourth in the league so I think everything is just in favor of the Ravens and Definitely no issue in taking a spread that's at 13. Cardinals-Panthers, classic battle of the Cats versus the Birds. Those two things don't really like each other. I would say the Cats don't like Birds more than the opposite. Birds don't even know what's going on, right? Yeah, they're just like, I, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting me, whatever's going on here. Uh, with that in mind, the Cardinals are minus three and a half. So they are the favorites here against the Cats, the Panthers. Panthers, one of those teams I've talked about continuity issues, um, but I, I was on them last week because um, I think they're gelling. They got a, a few weeks to have this team together. 
Um, so keep an eye out. I'm just not exactly sure if Teddy Bridgewater is the real deal. He did struggle in the red zone in weeks one, two, and three. So give me another few weeks to see if that's a trend or if he's going to get comfortable, continue to get comfortable with this new team. Cardinals coming off a loss, Panthers off an away win. Um, so probably getting some value with that minus three and a half for the Cardinals. This look ahead line could have been like six or seven if the Cardinals won and Panthers lost. Um, but the previous two games for these two teams didn't like change my opinions too much on them. Can run all over this Panthers defense. So Kyler could use his legs again like he has throughout the year. I like the over. Kyler should have a nice bounce back game against this defense. Like what I've seen from Teddy. Maybe he puts it in the end zone a few more times. Um, so give me the over. Not not. I don't really have any strong opinions on the on the line. Um, I like the Panthers here. It's definitely not my favorite, but cards are still heavily back despite their loss as a uh, certain someone expected to drop off. Um, the Panthers coming That's off. you. I'm talking about yourself. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> the Panthers coming off a Chargers win where Teddy Bridgewater went 22 for 28. So I, I think there's – still something there and I, basically i'll just take the value at home in more than a field goal point spread situation cool seahawks dolphins battle the ocean are seahawks actually by the sea i don't think so they're just in the air flopping their wings like they don't care seahawks are minus six and a half versus the dolphins this total is 54 and a half uh yeah you gotta plug your nose hold your stomach and take the dolphins here unfortunately if you can stomach it home dog seahawks traveling to florida playing on an early kickoff i've been talking all season how dolphins are one team that i do think home field advantage is still a thing Fitzpatrick has looked good. Seahawks of their last 13 wins, 12 came by single possession. I mention this every week, but it just keeps happening. Um, but unfortunately for people betting against the Seahawks, they keep winning by like six or seven and the line keeps being like four or five. This line is six and a half. Seahawks 3-0 and against a spread, 3-0 and straight up. Typically there's regression to the mean. You, you rarely see a team like 10-6 and against a spread is usually like what the best team in the NFL is on a year-to-year basis. And everything has gone right for the Seahawks in basically every game, and they're still winning, winning by a single possession. Last week, Cowboys missed an extra point. They dropped a kickoff in the, in the end zone, and then the next play was a safety. And this Seahawks defense is just terrible. Cowboys had 522 yards, 6.5 yards per play. And teams that are 3-0 against the spread are only hitting at a 39% against the spread rate in week four since 2003. So everything's gone right for this team. I know it's the Dolphins, but Devontae Parker should have a big game. Seahawks allowing the most points per game to wide receivers in fantasy by a very wide margin. Only hesitation is this is Pete Carroll, it is Russell Wilson, who have, both have great against the spread records overall. And the Dolphins may be without their number two cornerback, Byron Jones. But this just screams, take the Dolphins. I was leaning towards the Dolphins originally, but then I just kept looking into it. And there, I mean, there's absolutely no way I was going to bet against the Seahawks. And as I looked into it more and more, I started getting convinced on the Seahawks. Um, through three weeks, they've been averaging 37 points per game. I'm not going to include this in my Super Contest picks personally, but I, I will bet on it. The Dolphins beat up on a poor Jags team. Um, I, I just don't think it's a team that I can 
support in a less than touchdown situation. Seahawks point differential is plus 25. I think they are riding a high despite um, how close some of the games have been, defense giving up points, et cetera. I think um, it is a factor emotionally to have those three wins behind you, to get some confidence behind you. Um, and I, I just keep finding data that's pushing me towards the Seahawks. So I'll take the Seahawks in this one. All right, maybe we'll have a nice side bet. Dolphins did lose to the Patriots in week one, but that was a game they could have covered. And then they only lost to the Bills by three points the week before that. But to your point, do you want to be betting against Russell Wilson, who seems lights out right now? Nope. Nope. Saints minus four versus Lions. This line across betting markets is at minus four. 28% of the money's on the Lions. Um, at first, I wasn't sure exactly what to do with this one, but I think eventually this it does look like, at least from my perspective, that this Saints team is definitely trending downward, specifically Drew Brees, who doesn't look comfortable out there, is really only throwing check down passes, specifically with Michael Thomas out. Saints have given up their defense 37, 34, and 23 points this year. So when in doubt, uh, I'll take the home team getting getting four points. I'm going to take the Saints here. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. I said, wow, not why. I'm assuming you're going to tell me why. Yeah. Um, Saints and Drew Brees are a bounce back team coming off a loss since 2010. They're 61% against the spread, 64.4% uh, straight up. Um, I, I think there is a chance that Michael Thomas suits up for this game. Um, even after starting one and two, um, the Saints are still averaging 29.3 points per game, 360 yards per game. Uh, the Saints defense is an issue, but not so much against a Lions team who I would say exactly hasn't performed yet on the offensive yeah, side. Only 20, they're 23rd in yards per play. Obviously with Galladay back, they're, they're more dangerous, but hasn't been too impressive. Yeah, so so for me, it's just that uh, the Saints are going to outscore the Lions. Chargers plus seven and a half versus Bucks. Total here is 45. 65% of the action is on the Bucks. Um, this super contest line is actually only seven, not seven and a half. So I did really like the Chargers at the beginning of looking into this game at seven. I don't like it as much. Um, Chargers had a rough game against the Panthers, but everything did go Carolina's way. Chargers had three first half turnovers. They're flagged for illegal defense on a alignment for a field goal. And then the Panthers got a first down next play. Mike Davis had a touchdown. So if that changes, who knows where that game would have went. But what I've been saying all year is the Chargers are a grinded out team. They like to keep it low scoring. They're, I think, the only team in the NFL that all three of their games have gone under. So tip, you would assume this is going to be another low scoring game. Run the ball. Um, do those check down passes with Eckler. So don't also forget that the Chargers just held the Chiefs in check almost the entire game two weeks ago. That same, I don't know if I said Chiefs, yeah, that same Chiefs team that just rolled the, the Ravens. Um, the worry here is that it is Herbert's first road start, and it's kind of, I think, unpredictable exactly what you're going to get from him at this point. And Brady is in his fourth week with a new team, so maybe this is the game that he really just – starts clicking overall. He just hasn't still, even with last game, looked that impressive. So I, I lean chargers, see value at seven and a half. It does worry me now that it's down to seven. 
Yeah, I like the Chargers at seven and a half. I think um, a, a big notable is the Bucks getting a lot of action and moving this point spread uh, two and a half to three points in their favor, which is enough for me to uh, push over to the Chargers. Chargers have been having a hard time finding the end zone, equating to 52 points, which is the fourth worst in the NFL, but they're sixth in the lead in yards per game at 425. Um, so I think they can translate some of that into points and it's enough for me to back the cover here. And really it's, it's just a matter of taking care of the ball and reducing turnovers. Um, the Chargers defense ha- ha- has kept teams to 19 uh, points per game, which is fourth best in the league. And I-, I think the offense comes together a bit this week and starts translating some of, some of the uh, offensive strikes into points. Yeah, and then a few more notes on both these teams. Godwin probably out for yep. the Bucks. Obviously doesn't fare well for, for Tom Brady. And just this this Bucks defense has been really good, specifically against the run, but they are giving up the most passing yards to, to running backs. So although they can stop the run, one of the main things Chargers like to do is that check down pass. Um I would I would keep an eye on this injury report for the Chargers side. They do have a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but um, they probably have the most depth in their secondary compared to any other team. So even if some guys go down, it, it seems like they have a, a enough depth to to fill in those slots. But yeah, I think I think we're both on the Chargers here. Colts minus two and a half for spares. Total here is 45. The betting market line right here is minus three. Super contest line is Colts minus two and a half. Colts are two and one, but haven't faced a good defense yet. Bears are three and zero, but could easily be zero and three. The Bears have won each game by four points, and also none of those wins have been against a team that has a win. That's a little worrisome. So, I don't know. the The Colts, on the other hand, they they really haven't faced anyone either. They just beat the Jets and the Vikings. We see how bad the Vikings are, an zero and three team. And then in week one, they lost to the Jags, and it is Philip Rivers who I love betting against. He seems to turn the ball over. He still looks like he's throwing a 40-pound brick against now a Bears defense that, that's looked decent. And the big thing is Foles is now in as a starter. That could be a massive boost for this team. And we'll see exactly what that means offensively. Um, but, I mean, if you're getting Bears at home, I know home field advantage, I keep saying, it's not a big deal. But um, they are getting two and a half points, and I'm more fading – Philip Rivers liking this Bears defense, and then if I can get something out of Foles, then that's a even better for me. So I'll back the Bears here. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I, I, I think it comes down to Bears defense, but I do think the transition to Foles at quarterback um, does create a positive, both motivationally and performance-based. And I, I do expect the offense to kind of return to what it was maybe two years ago where they – and start going down the field a little bit more, basically acting as if, you know, taking some chances. Yeah. It's like a, we have nothing to lose scenario. Yep. um, Where they're basically just like, Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Also full is just a perfect fit for this system. And we haven't seen exactly what he can do yet. So with a full week, full time prepare, uh, let's, let's hope, let's hope Foles is a, a good solution for this team for our sake. Jaguars, Bengals, battle the kitty cats. Jaguars, plus three. 
That is across betting market and for the Super Contest, 52% of the money is on the Bengals. Bengals have lost two games by a total of five points. They also tied a game against the Eagles. Um, I think depending on where you, these lines close, the Bengals are either 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh against the spread. Jaguars off that ugly Thursday night loss, but don't forget that they uh, had lost a close one to the Titans before that, and then they beat the Colts in week one like we just talked about. I can't really trust either of these defenses, so I like the over since he's last in leagues, last in the league in yards per play, and the Jags' defense is dead last in DVOA, DVOA against the pass, also bottom of the league in pass rush. So I think this is a game where Burr really hasn't had time to to throw the ball, and now he's playing a team that's last in in the league in pass rush. So maybe he just airs it out, and we get a lot of points from from Burrow. But I also think Minshew has a nice bounce back game. If Chark is back, that's huge for the Jaguars, and they've had 10 days to prepare. So give me the over here. If I had to take a team, I'll probably take Jaguars plus three because, I mean, can't really trust a team to cover a three-point spread in the Bengals if they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Jags. It's, it's not my favorite, but I, I think this game should be a pick em. Uh, Bengals still getting the love as far as Burrow, and you hear it in every game from the announcers. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily convert to wins, and they're more so speaking about what he's going to be in the future. And I agree with you. For a, a team that hasn't won a game in three weeks with a rookie quarterback and is favored, it is just borderline ridiculous. Um, so I'll, I'll take the Jags' experience in a switch situation I believe is – pretty evenly matched red zone rant soon to be sponsor you got a rant you know what really grinds my gears uh rant and so i was in the grocery store and i saw this one yeah. and i was just like oh. man i yeah classic grocery store um I, I i never really realized how how much this one bothered me until it happens but laughing out loud alone in public <laughs> more than one time all right. Yeah. You didn't have me until more than one time. Cause I've done that for, but I do that quite a lot. I, I know. I know. Once things. it's okay. And I've been there. It's something, you know, no. uncontrollably funny and you're caught off guard a bit. No headphones and, on just person was laughing. Um, they had headphones on. So, okay. or I, I don't know. They were probably like, who knows? They were either talking to a person or like, they were listening to like, Dane I can't exactly Kirk. remember. But that person is just like hoping and praying that somebody's like, what's so funny? Uh, one of those laughs. And it's like, oh, just like, stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, like, that's, a, it's, that's a different laugh. That's an attention laugh. It, exactly. That, that's what I'm getting at. When you do it like more than one time, it goes past like whatever the situation is being funny and more like, please, somebody look at me. Was this in line or were you following this person? <laughs> this one's in line. Okay, good. I was like, you yeah, might just, be in the wrong here. Yeah, just just following him around. Just like, this guy's going to screw up about something. I know it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And, you know, we talk about grocery stores a lot just because there's a lot to break down with people. And, you know, they're usually by themselves and everyone's in the same mood. And similar is what I'm going to talk about is airplanes, which we've talked about plenty oh, of times. Oh. But there was this lady next to me that I'll, I'll tell you what she was doing. But I realized, cause she was doing it, that there's a, it's not a lot of people, but it is at least, I would say 15 to 20% of the, of the plane people on it aren't doing anything 
the entire plane ride. Like she didn't have headphones on. She didn't have a book. She was just staring in front at her seat for three and a half hours. And I was just like, are you, like, what's going through your head? Like the, the yeah. only thing you could be thinking is like, fuck, I forgot my iPad. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even if that's happening, I close my eyes and I'm just like, come on, let's sleep, please sleep. Or like, you know, she's just sitting there staring. Guy came like, you want any water, any coffee? She's like, nope. And I'm like, this is obviously, usually it's an older generation because they don't have the technology. Stuff. They don't have stuff like we do. But then I was looking around and I was like, there's a good amount of people here that aren't doing anything. And maybe maybe we should strive to be like them because they're comfortable just sitting there with their own thoughts. But I'm comfortable with that too. I just get bored. Like I just rather right. do, I'd rather be right. productive. I'm with you. And soon to be sponsor. I just got the Westgate. Great. What a place. I mean, it's right off the strip. There's a pool on the third floor. A lot of people are just staying there like the whole time using it as like an actual resort. They have a free shuttle to strip, which I use. So, you know, coming back and forth. But their sports book is just phenomenal. Also have a lot of in-game wagering, which I wasn't expecting. Nice, the only nice. only down downfall, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but the only negative is like, which I haven't experienced in a while. If you have four or five, six games going on that you bet on in the afternoon, it can be a little too much. This isn't on nope. the West Gate. This no. is like, I was look. there was my brain, Disagree. I just kept going. I was like having a heart attack. It was just, I take that back. The first 10 minutes is like that. Then you get in the groove of each game and when to, you know, when to watch them. It, once you know where the games are, you're good. True. I think I was just overwhelmed at the beginning. It's like the only overwhelming part is like, where is the thing I want? Where is it? Give it to me. Uh, for me, it seemed to be sponsored. MLB, the, the expanded baseball playoff. Make it here to stay. I, I like it. I, I think that the only change to it is make the opening rounds longer. I get yep. it, just given the scenario that we have this year and things like that. But I think ultimately, like, I, I'd probably like to see the regular season shorten just a little bit and make the opening rounds five games. Yeah, and I, it's totally, I totally agree. Because if your team had a great season and you lose two games and you're out, you're just like, God all of that for nothing. Um, it's better than one game wildcard games, but I will, I'm with you. Totally love it. Love all the teams in there. Um, but yeah, give me a five game series. They're returning you now to your regularly scheduled program. Let's get back into it. Vikings plus three and a half versus Texans. The super contest line is here. Here is Vikings plus four and a half. Is there any COVID updates on this game? There is not. Um, so expect an update later today. So we're recording this Thursday morning. Uh, the expectation was that they were going to return to practice facilities today. I assume that means accompanied by a lot of tests. Um, so I, I think we'll get an update pretty shortly. Cool. And I also have Vikings Texans battle of insane people. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've gone on and on about how great the Viking series is. Have you watched it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I've gotten like two episodes. Yeah, there's just a lot. There's a lot of episodes. There's a lot of shows to watch. It's worth it. I'll get there. 55% of the money's on the Texans. Both these teams are 0-3, but the Texans have faced the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Viking, Vikings have faced the Titans, Colts, Packers. Issue with the Vikings, Vikings has been their defense that's given up 31, 28, and 43 points. 
but the Texans also can't keep Watson off the ground. Was sacked five times again last game. I can't I can't back this Texans team again after it just seems like they can't put a full game together. Even watching the first half, I was like, all right, we're up by a touchdown, or it might have been more at halftime. Then they scored, I think, zero points in the second half, um, and they had six points in the second half in week two. So one thing you don't want to see out of teams is bad second-half adjustments. Also, from the Vikings side, if you look at the Steelers, who just rushed with Connor 109 yards against the Texans' defense, got the Vikings – who had Dalvin Cook, who rushed for a career-high 181 yards, goes to Titans. So I probably think that there's definitely value here with the Vikings. Also, I trust Zimmer in this situation to get his team back on track more than I trust Bill O'Brien. Minnesota's fifth in the league in yards per play, and the, the main thing is that what I said, I, I just don't see the Texans right now putting a full game together. Yeah, I, I think Texans are getting a lot of love in this one, and everybody's very down on the Vikings. I'll, I'll take them. They they matched the 0-3 road dog scenario. Texans, whose offense was supposed to essentially be taking off this year, is averaging 19 points per game, which is fifth worst in the league. They're a minus 38 in point differential, which is third worst in the league. I keep expecting it to click, and this dates back probably two years in this point and it's just not. The defense has also given up 31.7 points per game, which is fourth worst in the league. It's just kind of mind-boggling. They're favored so much after looking at it. Um, so I, I'll take the Vikings here. Like The only thing super contest-wise is like, do you want to take that risk with COVID yeah. and whatever is going to happen there is a whole other scenario that you know we'll figure out over the next two days. Steelers, Titans, this is just a complete skip, right? Yeah, it's a skip. We'll, Which we'll, is we'll unfortunate because I did like the Steelers in this situation. But what are you going to do? Browns, plus four and a half versus Cowboys. Total here is 55 and a half. My God. Um, the Super Contest line is four and a half. Betting market right now is at five. 73% of the action is on the Cowboys. Browns are above 500. Shocker. But their two wins have been against the Washington football situation and the Bengals. Remember, they got blown out by the Ravens in week, in week one. Cowboys' two losses have been against the Seattle Seahawks and the Rams and then had a one-point win against the Falcons. So both teams have had issues specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Most importantly, both teams just can't put a full game together, similar to uh, the Texans that I just talked about. Browns continue to do their thing where it looks like they should win games or blow teams out and then just have bad penalties. But, I mean, last game they really didn't look that good. And if it wasn't for those three interceptions by Haskins, I really do think they, they could have lost that game. High total, so points aren't really that much of a premium. I've gone back and forth on this. I could see Hunt and Chubb having a massive game, and this Cowboys defense just really worries me. Um, but also the Cowboys should destroy this Browns secondary. Um Watch out for injuries. Brown's starting safety cornerback and a few others may be out. So if that's the case, I'll probably be on the Cowboys. Just not sure I want to back them right now. I like the Cowboys here. I, I think if if they can reduce the turnovers, they're one of the best teams in the league. That That's sort of been, I guess, the issue that I've seen. I think everything else is mostly clicking. The defense could use some improvement. But offensively, they've they've really looked good outside of some turnovers, which I don't expect to continue week over week. Reed's got, Brown's got a, another weak win out of the way, and I think they're just going to return to what they are, which is, you know, 
average, below average, mediocre team. So I, I'll take the Cowboys here in a situation that um, I think most people are a little bit down on them being starting off one and two. Giants Rams line here is 12 and a half. This just feel like almost copy paste what I said about the, the Ravens versus whatever garbage team they're playing. I can't think the Washington <laughs> football situation. Uh, I just don't see how the Giants can stay in this game. They couldn't stop Mullins backup quarterback for the 49ers. Now they have to travel cross country to face a pissed off Rams team. Daniel Jones keeps turning the ball over. Rams offense is rolling. Giants D can't get pressure, have a bad secondary that's injured. And uh, the Giants are lying on the ninth most yards per pass attempt. So you have a double-digit favorite who has historically covered the past three years. Rams are second in the league in yards per play. And Giants are 27th in the league. So Rams fired up. It's defense should have no problem with Daniel Jones. I just I feel like this is a very similar game to to Jets Colts last week where the Colts just rolled. I I think the Rams will win, and I really don't think they'll they'll have to try that hard. Agreed. Rams all day. Uh, Giants have scored a laughable three points all season. Um, I, I just don't three? see thirty eight. All right, yeah, three would have been. I was like, that's <laughs> true. I've watched games. Um, so I, I just don't see any scenario where they can keep up with the Rams who've been averaging about 30 points per game, 450 yards per game. I, I see this one just getting out of hand quickly. Cool. Bills minus three versus Raiders. 36% of the actions on the Raiders. Initially, I was back in the Bills just because I've been high on them, low on the Raiders all season. And I do like the, the Bills to win and cover. But I don't know. The, the last game did kind of scare me with the comeback that the Rams had. That is that something that continues? And the Raiders were – they did impress me. Like, I, I know they didn't cover. Yeah. I, was, I was on the Patriots. the dark side. Watching that game, I was like, damn, like this team, they're not, they're not shutting down. They're not, like, having terrible, terrible penalties. And it just looked like they were – they obviously lost, but they were in the game. That was more that the Patriots had just excellent – adjustments throughout the game um and the Raiders had some some costly turnovers so this is stay away from me but I, I'll I'll take the over both both of these teams all three of their games have absolutely flown over the total and if either one of these teams goes up big the other team is just going to chuck the ball and not waste any time we've seen it from both these teams check the injury report Raiders are banged up on the offensive side of the ball um but yeah from a from a spread perspective I'll stay away yeah, this this one's definitely not my favorite. I think if I had to, I'd probably lean towards the Bills, who've looked really good so far. Third in the league in scoring at 31 points per game offensively, which I think would be a shock reason. However, two of those games were against the Jets and the Dolphins. So I, I, I think there's like, a, a, I guess, a still question as far as what's going to be happening on the offensive side. And I agree. I said it last week to you. I, I do think the Raiders are seeming to be turning a corner here. So I'm going to stay away from this one. Well, probably another uh, stay away here. Patriots plus seven versus Chiefs. I got Patriots Chiefs battle Christopher Columbus. Um, shout out or not shout out. Not sure where we stand with Christopher anymore. Action here is split. Um, if I had to probably take the, the points with the Patriots. Bill Belichick has been excellent as an underdog 23 and 10 against the spread since 2003 
when an underdog and when he's an underdog 11 and five straight up just winning the game in his last 15. So giving seven points to a Patriots team, um, it just, it just seems like too much, but do you want to bet against Mahomes and this, this team that just blew out the Ravens? So maybe it's a letdown spot. Um, but I just don't want to put my money against Mahomes. Another reason for the Patriots, though, is that unders have historically hit at home for Andy Reid um, during home games for the Chiefs, and I just think the Patriots will probably try to keep this game low scoring, run the ball, keep Mahomes off the, off the field, so that obviously fares well if you're backing Patriots with seven points. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this game. It's not one that I'm excited about from a betting standpoint, so I'm going to stay away from it. I, I think if I absolutely had to, I'd blame to the Pats as well. I, I agree with basically all the same sentiment. It, it's not a situation in which I want to go against my homes. And um, although I, I see stats, you know, favoring towards the Pats, it, it's just one that I'm going to steer, steer away from. Well, Sunday Night Football, Eagles plus seven versus 49ers, 70% of the actions on the 49ers. I thought last week was the lowest you could buy the Eagles, but apparently it's even lower. Now they're seven-point dogs against a – they still going to have backup quarterback in, do you know, 49ers? Um, most likely, very uh, likely. He, he did throw for 343 yards and – I said that last week was that this coaching staff of the 49ers is super impressive and they'll just set up plays uh, to support Mullins and make it easy for him. Eagles are a complete mess. They have only scored 10 total points now in the second half. Um, but when, you, when you're in these situations, usually you want to back the team that's completely desperate. It's just like, have they completely given up in the Eagles? It's a must win for them. And the Eagles are a half game out of first place. So like, they can actually still make the playoffs. So maybe you'll get their best effort here. Lean the Eagles. Don't love it. I would lean the Eagles if it was seven or more, but I'm, I'm going to stay away from this, this game completely. Um, mentioned week over week, but uh, it, it's just a team that I'm super low on and through three weeks, you see why now. And I'm feeling super confident about uh, the season total under bet against the Eagles. Uh, the 49ers data unexpectedly put up some points last week, but it was against the Giants. Um, it, it could be like a similar situation this week, but um, I, I think there's just too many unknowns here for me. Tons of injuries. Um, an Eagles team that is underperformed, but is getting seven points against a backup quarterback. So I, I don't know. I'm just going to stay away. Cool. Final game, Monday Night Football, Falcons plus seven and a half versus Packers. And, I mean, the play is the Falcons here, but you just can't. You can't back them up against Rodgers, who seemed completely unstoppable. Also, the Falcons have given up 38, 40, and 30 points. And, like, everyone knows, they, they look like they should be winning, actually winning games, and then they totally implode. Um, now have to face a hot Packers team and the total here, which is interesting of note, it opened at 58, which is one of, one of the highest totals in the NFL in history. So I looked into games that opened at 58 or higher since 2003, there's been nine of them and eight of those games went over the total eight of the nine, but it did drop to 56 and a half. So I don't know if those stats, uh, you know, go along since it's it's dropped like that um 
One thing I do like here, Ravens, Rams, Packers, Moneyline Parlay is only minus 150, and that seems like a lock to me. So maybe that's what I'll go with, but I, don't, I can't use either of these teams for a super contest. I like the Packers here. Falcons are just giving up way too, too many points. And for Aaron Rodgers, who's already averaging 41 points per game, it's just not going to be a problem. We, we, we kind of mentioned this last week, but that's basically the, the Falcons game plan is can the other team keep up? And the answer of this one is undoubtedly yes. Yeah. Uh, so the Packers, who's likely also to get Devontae Adams back in this one to get an additional weapon, I'll take the Packers. And as previously mentioned, Monday night favorites of seven plus since 2010, 57.1% against the spread since 2010. So I'll, I'll take the Packers in this one. Cool. All right. What do we got? Ravens, Rams, Rams, Bears, tentatively Vikings. And then we have Chargers, Eagles, Jags, Cowboys. I would would love to sell you on the Packers. Which he did. Theo ended up convincing me on the Packers, so the better coverage team. For week four Super Contest, we'll go with Ravens minus 13, Rams minus 12.5, Bears plus 2.5, Packers minus seven and a half, and then we tentatively have Vikings plus four and a half. May swap that out if there's any COVID news. Um, and I'll just tease me and Theo's picks. You can find our final picks at bettercoverage.com. I'll write an article coming out Friday or Saturday where I will give you our final plays for the Better Coverage team, for top tier picks, and for smarter picks too. See you there, and good luck this weekend.